This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Hey, welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here at Southridge Church, and I'm with Scott Beha, our lead pastor. And we just want to welcome you and let you know that if you have not liked or subscribed to this channel, make sure that you do so, so that way you don't miss out on any new content. Um, we are in our series for the future, where we've been talking about kind of the initiative that we have over the next few years to eliminate our debt, but also really the the why behind it is to help um, to just make our church be a church that our community can't live without. And I know you did something that you're you're not always comfortable with this past Sunday, um, but it was something that you really felt strongly that, that God had for us again on Sunday. And it was that you um, kind of re-preached a sermon that you did um, in a, a series a couple years ago, and it was titled Don't Stop and Settle um, from the story of, of Abram and his family, the, the call to, to move. Um, share with us a little bit um, just about the context for this for in case maybe some people missed it or why like you believe this message is so strongly even for this time just yeah. as much as it was before. Yeah, <clears throat> this has ended up being a, a sermon that I've preached in multiple different places now and it always seems to get the same response mm-hmm. um, which seems to be very, very positive. Um, I remember I preached it um, one time at a, a service um, I was invited to speak at this recovery service at a church, mm-hmm. and they invited me back a year later. Now, normally when I preach something, I could ask people the next week, mm-hmm. like people that listen to me every week, what right. I preached about the week before, and they would go, I, yeah. I don't know. When I walked in, I saw this guy that was in charge of this service. He said, hey, um, I still remember Don't Stop and Settle. In fact, I taught mm-hmm. it to some people this past week. And it was cool. like, holy cow. I mean, it's been a year. Yeah. And you still remember that sermon. So it's had that sort of impact. And mm-hmm. so I, it's one of those things. And I even went back and looked at our live stream um, when I did this two years ago. And mm-hmm. the room was, like, empty. So yeah. I think a lot of people actually were probably hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're really avid, like, YouTube watchers. Mm-hmm. Or they went back and listened to our stuff. Um, but it, it has been one of those sermons that I think for me has been one of the times that I felt like God was really showing me something. It wasn't me just mm-hmm. like going to the scriptures, trying to figure it out on my own. It was mm-hmm. literally God like walking me through and seeing something that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Because, um, you know, e- I, I even think back to when I was a kid, I used to do Bible quizzing. Mm-hmm. Genesis was always one of the books that we would study. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would have done that multiple times. Like mm-hmm. painstakingly poured over the first part of Genesis because of that, and mm-hmm. never saw that until yeah. two years ago. Um, and it's one of the it, it's so this story is is Abram's father, and we know him as Abraham, but um, early on in the scriptures they talk about him as Abram. His father Tira um, moved their family from where they lived to the land of Haran, mm-hmm. which th- this has been like. An internal dialogue 
that I've had. Mm-hmm. Like we know that Abram was called to go to to Canaan. Mm-hmm. We know after the Exodus that God wanted His people to go to Canaan. Mm-hmm. We don't get any of that sense that God called Tira to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to put the story on that same level. Mm-hmm. But it does say, and, and I find it interesting that it mm-hmm. says that he set out headed for Canaan. Yeah. So whether it was there was a divine directive that we're not aware of, mm-hmm. or that was just the most pleasing place to live mm-hmm. in that area, mm-hmm. Tira was headed to a place that later on we would come to find out is the promised land, is mm-hmm. this amazing place. and But for some reason he stops in the land of Haran mm-hmm. and doesn't go past it. Yeah. Like he like it says they started out headed for Canaan and then he just stopped and settled. Mm-hmm. And that's just so it's weird to me mm-hmm. that <clears throat> if that was meant to be his final destination that they would have never mentioned that he was headed towards Canaan. Right. They would have said he was headed towards Haran and he, he made it to his destination. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And I think that's what uh, for a lot of us, this is a picture of what we do in life a lot. Yeah. That we know really clearly where we want to go, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to pay the price. Yeah. And I say, when I say we, I genuinely mean we, because mm-hmm. this is as true about me as anybody yeah. I've ever preached this to. Right. I, yeah. Every time that this sermon comes up, anytime I get asked to go speak at a church, and I'll ask God, what sermon do you want me to preach? Mm-hmm. This one is the one that comes up mm-hmm. quite often. And. It will be like every time I have to revisit it, the Lord will go, "Hey, do you do you still remember all the stuff that you're you're still not taking care of? Yeah, you're still not like yeah. so. May it may be one of those things that it, this may not be the last time that we preach this mm-hmm. at Southridge because it's one of those sermons that like if all of us would just actually take it to heart and, and walk it out, there would be massive transformation mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, yeah. That, that I think a lot of us are missing out on. There would be massive impact mm-hmm. um, that could be had. Um, but, yeah, me as much as anybody, um, I, I, there are some things that I've stopped and settled in. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time that I get back around this sermon, I, I feel reinvigorated to go back after. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it is, it's, it's exactly what I said Sunday. A lot of times we don't because it's just so hard. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that we like we we can just easily get stuck in an area of like whether it's, um, you know, complacency that that keeps us in a place yeah. like, you know, and I think sometimes we confuse that complacency with contentment thinking, oh, well, I'm just content with where I yeah, am. Yeah. And but really it's complacency and really it's it's that, you know, you've you've stopped and settled for something that you shouldn't. I know you said that on Sunday you said that. Good enough became Tira's grave. Yeah. And, you know, there's a common phrase that, like, good is the enemy to great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so true. Like, there's a reason why that quote is, like, said a lot or spoken of a lot because we can so easily just settle for good. Because, good, like, good isn't bad, yeah. right? But it's not yeah. God's best. I mean, the, te- the text doesn't say anything about mm-hmm. it, but it makes me wonder if... Tira thought that this was going to be a temporary decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll hang out for, here for a while, yeah. and eventually we'll get to that other thing. Yeah, and then he just ended up never leaving because yeah. I think sometimes that's what what happens for a lot of people mm-hmm. is 
they find a place that's comfortable in life, they're like, okay, look, I pushed really hard to get here because mm-hmm. that journey from Ur of the Chaldeans to Haran was probably difficult enough yeah. with the amount of people that, that, that he was moving and all mm-hmm. the possessions and all that. Nobody likes to move. Right. That was already hard enough. Maybe he was thinking, all right, let's stop here for a little while, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to that Canaan thing later. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have that initial move, mm-hmm. and then that's so hard that we just stop. Yeah. And we think, well, this will be a temporary thing. I'll get to that other stuff yeah. later. And then he never ended up getting to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the text doesn't say that. That's me reading into it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems odd to me that his initially his end goal was Canaan, and mm-hmm. then it ends up not being. It, it makes me think that maybe there was more to the story um, that we're not privy to. Yeah. But I think for so many people that's what we do is, like, it's hard enough to get where we are. Mm-hmm. And then we go, all right, I'm just going to take a season of rest. Mm-hmm. And then that season of rest never stops. It yeah. never ends because everything, you get comfortable mm-hmm. and yeah. and such. And that's, uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's something that we all need to be wary of because we absolutely need times of rest. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that our whole life is marked by pushing right aggressively forward mm-hmm. um that would drive anyone even the right. most you know disciplined you know energetic person alive that would drive them into the ground yeah but those seasons of rest can't turn into mm-hmm. you know complacency mm-hmm. and ultimately atrophy this is what's bother you know i can feel it right now um, I've I've gotten back into the gym the last two weeks, mm-hmm. which was before COVID was a re- very regular yeah. thing for me, mm-hmm. and where I haven't done anything really consistently in all those years. Now that I'm going back, and it's like I can't do even what I I can't even do right now what I was able to do at the beginning last time mm-hmm. because everything has like gone so far backwards during yeah. this season of rest, mm-hmm. you know, or what <laughs> it wasn't really a season of rest; it was more of a season of laziness. Yeah. Um, for me, and that's what happens, like because we we buy into the lie that like we're standing still in life, but that's never actually the case. We're mm-hmm. either actually taking incremental steps forward, or we're taking incremental steps backwards. Mm-hmm. We're never really just staying the same. Yeah. And so it's okay, it's okay to have some of those seasons, but they can't turn into mm-hmm. uh, really really long seasons. Yeah. Um, because then you'll you'll realize that. Ultimately, those goals that you want will get further and further and further mm-hmm. away as you let your life kind of atrophy into the comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to. It's harder to kick back into, yes. especially as you get older. Yeah, like I used to be able to, you know, in my twenties, it felt like any time that I wanted to, I could go and mm-hmm. lose fifty pounds, mm-hmm. and then I could just go live off of that for the next like year and a half, mm-hmm. and then just do it again. Yeah. And then in my 30s, I have not been able to do that. Yeah. Right? And, and you know you won't be able to do that in your 40s. Right. Definitely not in your 50s. So you better, you know. Mm-hmm. So now, even though it seems really difficult right now in my 30s, mm-hmm. I need to take care of that now because it's only going to get more difficult. Yeah. It's like whatever that is. Oh, maybe you feel like you're supposed to write a book. This is another pain point for me. Yeah. Um, it seems very difficult right now in my 30s. I can only imagine how much more difficult it will be. Mm-hmm. If I continue to put it off till I'm 40 or 50 yeah. or 60 or whatever it might be. And so that's it, I, that's why we can't stop and settle is because mm-hmm. it will only get more difficult <laughs> the longer you put it off. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like, I think at times in my life where maybe I did this or maybe where I thought, like, that's going to be too hard or too whatever, and I, you know, I settled for a season. Like, I knew that I was called into ministry as a teenager, and yet because of where I went to church at the time, I let myself think that I couldn't do it in the way that I knew I was being called to it. So I was like, oh, I'll go become a pediatrician and I'll do mission work and whatever. And that could have been a really good life. Like could have been really good. Could have been great. Like, you know, whatever. But I knew shortly into that journey that that was not the journey I was supposed to take. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I ended up here you know, but even within here, like I, it took me a while to say, yeah, okay, I'll go and go ordained. Um, and even in that process, there was a point, like one of my first meetings with that board, they looked at me and they said, well, you don't need to be ordained to do what you're doing in kids ministry. Mm -hmm. Cause at the time I was children's pastor. They're like, you don't, you don't need this to do what you're doing. So, like, yeah. this is going to be really hard. Why are you doing this? And I was like, because I don't believe that this is where I'm always going to be. Yeah. And I know that God's telling me to do this. So I'm doing this not because of what I need now, but what I know I'm going to need later. Yeah. And I thought in that moment, man, like, it would have been really easy. Because even these these people on this board, on this committee, are, like, telling me, I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. So I could have easily stopped. Yeah. But I knew I shouldn't. And and then, you know, now here I am. I am I am not in kids ministry. I am the next step in discipleship pastor. And I think of, like, how far back I might be if I hadn't done those things. But, like, there are moments in our lives where there are, are times where you do have to do the hard thing. And I think that's what this, this whole initiative is about. Like, yeah. we're going to have to do the hard thing and understand that, like, even when it gets hard, yeah. That we can't stop, like <clears throat> that we can't stop in those moments. And I loved how you talked about like, so when Abram did leave, when Abram left, he had to leave behind places and people and what was comfortable, what mm-hmm. he'd known um, for, he had to leave those things behind in order to move forward. And yeah. I think this is probably where we often struggle yeah. in those callings, in those moments of like, leaving those things behind um, to move forward into what what God has for us. Yeah, this was the biggest difference for me. Um, as a kid growing up in church and throughout my teenage years, there's many times that I really wanted to respond to God mm-hmm. in my life, but I was never willing to do this. I was yeah. not willing to leave behind my friends and all the stuff that I was involved in. Yeah. I just wasn't. The reason why when I, when I really finally got saved when I was 23, that, that was a decision that stuck where the ones mm-hmm. in my teen years never did mm-hmm. was because I literally did this. Like, I literally left behind all my friends. Yeah. Um, uh, stopped going mm-hmm. to the places. Like, I stopped trying to think, oh, I can still go and hang out and mm-hmm. – I can still, like, no, I, I literally had to leave everything behind. Yeah. Now, for me, it wasn't a forever thing. Yeah. Like, I have some of those relationships back now. But mm-hmm. if I had not moved past those yeah. in that moment, I would not be right. spiritually where I am right now. Because that's what always happened to me in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. I would go to, like, a youth camp or something. I'd be like, man, I really want to do this. Like, I believe this stuff or whatnot. But then I would come back and be like, like I'm not going to be that kid that's like, 
you know, the the weird Christian kid in high school or whatnot. So I would I was I was unwilling to leave behind all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop going to the places that I was going and things like that. And that's the been the biggest difference is for me where I'm at now is I did leave behind all of that stuff. Yeah. Um and it was hard. Like that's yeah. I tell people all the time, like my, my journey of getting saved was so weird because I always hear people when they get saved, oh, it's like the best time of my life, and all this. And I was like, for me, it was really painful because mm-hmm. of all the stuff that I had to leave behind to get where I ultimately wanted to go. Like, I didn't, because when you're in that in-between spot, like when all of your friends and all the stuff that you do before Christ are all, mm-hmm. you know, gone, yeah. but you're so new in your faith and like going to church and stuff that you don't have anything built up on that side. Yeah. Like you kind of get caught in the middle to where it's like, I don't know that these thinking church people yet, but yeah. I, I know I can't go back over right. here. And so it was just like a really lonely time Oh yeah. Um, for me where it was like, I'm making this decision. I have to make this decision. My life was a disaster, but I didn't have this like all these relationships over here. Now that I do, now mm-hmm. I do. Um, and I and I got them within months and within a year of being part of the church, mm-hmm. but like I didn't have that initially, and so it was very difficult mm-hmm. um, because I I did I left everything behind, and um, that made the biggest difference in my yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that is a huge difference. Like for me, that moment for me was not when I initially was saved, but it was when. God kind of brought me back and made me realize that I had been believing lies and living in a way that I shouldn't. And, um, it was, it was difficult, but like, he's so gracious in those times too. Like that, you know, those seasons of pain do end up, you know, being redeemed, um, and do end up being, what is needed like Abraham initially Abram when he set off didn't know where he was going and I think that's what's so difficult at Mm -hmm. times like this too is that like he doesn't give us the full view um and maybe it's because I I think a lot of times it's because it would scare us off like Mm -hmm. um it would scare us off if like he gave us that full picture um before we're ready for it like yeah. to sit there and think like, oh, you're going to become a lead pastor of a church yeah. that moment that you got saved. Like that would have probably scared you off like yeah. or you'd have thought there is absolutely no way I'm going to get from where I am now to there. Um, but we see that through the story with Abram is that it's like that that stepping out in faith, that initial step then leads you to that next step and that next step. And that's what we're all about here is this next steps. And like through this process, like that's what I think I've loved how you've said, you know, Hey, initially pray about what you're giving regularly. Yeah. Right. Because if you're not giving regularly or like that's your first step, you know, and, and even if you are giving regularly, like, Hey, figure out, with God, between you and God, if that's where you should be. And then go from there. And then, you know, with, with the other giving, like then pray about that and decide what that is. And then you make that commitment. Mm -hmm. And then our next step is going to be this first fruits offering on Sunday. And, and knowing that it's like, Hey, like I've now made the commitment. Now my next step is to give that first initial amount 
that I'm supposed to give towards this. Um, and I, like, I find that beautiful and awesome. And I think it also, like, it just helps increase your faith and trust in God. When yeah. you do trust him in those moments and those step after step after step along the way, even in those painful times, even in the, like the good times, the bad times the whatever, like knowing that he's right there with you every single step. Yeah. And if you just lean on him, he will show you, mm-hmm. he will guide you, he will help you. And so, um, you know, you finish with never underestimating what God can do through you mm-hmm. when you step out in faith with him. So that's what I'd like to leave you with today. Um, you know, if you did not hear Sunday sermon, go back and listen to it. Cause I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite sermons I think I've ever heard. Um, and it did it like it for me personally, it brought back a lot of those things and a lot of those moments where I'm like, I know that there are some areas that I've slacked in that I need to go back into that I need to be obedient in. And so um, maybe you'll have some of those as well. But um, just don't underestimate what God can do through you when you step out in faith. We'll be right here again next week and look forward to giving you more practical next steps for your faith journey. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.